one. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a frog delving into a pool. This week I had actor and writer Frogstone, who's written and stars in the brand new comedy on BBC4 called Bucket, also starring Miriam Margulies. So we chat about that, going to Cambridge and writing for telly versus acting. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. It is Cupcake Central in the Hoxton Radio Studio. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. My special guest, Frogstone, is coming up shortly. So we have started our Twitter poll, as is the tradition, in honour of our guest, Frogstone. Who is your favourite frog? Well, second favourite, obviously. Frogstone, my guess, is going to be your favourite. Who's your favourite frog? Is it Kermit the Frog? Crazy Frog from Axel F? Or Toad from Wind in the Willows? Which isn't officially a frog, but... It's kind of hard sometimes to <laughs> find. Well, I, I guess there are lots of frogs out there, aren't there, Kieran? Producer Kieran. There are lots of frogs out there. But but we, you know, I, Toad from Wind in the Willows actually was one of my favourites. I used to watch that when I was younger. And and Ratty, remember? And the, was there a mole? Anyway, is Toad from Wind in the Willows your favourite frog? Or is it Kermit the Frog from The Muppets? He's quite cool, although I do prefer Miss Piggy. So I think, yeah, I think I'm going for Toad over the top. Or the crazy frog from Axel F. Do you remember that song with the frog cartoon on a motorbike? Ding, 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 ding. And everyone had it as their ringtone. And it was horrific. And it was played everywhere. They played it on the radio. It was on the radio, wasn't it? I think it was in the charts. Is that your favourite? Do you want to reminisce back to that? Don't worry, I'm not about to play it. Anyway, if you want to, if you want to let us know who your favourite frog is, you know, big question of the day, important, important stuff. Head over to Twitter at Smotherbanes, B-A-I-N-E-S. Frog is coming up shortly. We're going to be chatting all about her BBC Four show, Bucket, all about working with Miriam Margulies, how that was, whether she wrote it for her and what it was like to work with me because I was in episode one as well. (laughs) We might get some gossip. (laughs) Do you think? Good. Uh, I've also tweeted a picture of my face just in case you wanted to remember what I look like. There we are. Baines plus one. It is Baines plus one with me, Samantha Baines. Oh, such a sunny day. Cupcakes have now gone from the studio. <laughs> no, I'm no longer am I tempted by the sugar. And my special guest is here, Frogstone. Hi. There she is. I had the last of the cupcakes. You did. I wanted the sugar and it, it has perked me right has up. Has it helped? Of course. Good. Always go for it. Good. Now, how are you? Well, I am absolutely fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Ideal. I'm quite sure how to pitch it. Am I brilliant? No. But, you know, I don't want to bring people down. I'm fine. I'm good. It's a sunny day. Are you enjoying the weather? Mm, mixed feelings. Uh, because I always have a lot of things I ought to be doing. And so it's a bit like having homework and looking outside going, well... <laughs> This is unfair. Yeah, we should just be lying outside and not have to do anything with Mm. ourselves. No, we should live in a beach city, you know, where people have a beach in the city. Yes. Like Chicago has that. Places make them, though, don't they? Little sandy beach in bars. Oh, no, because they're overcrowded with awful people. (laughs) I want actual nature. Okay, sorry. 
Like my Sim City that I waste my time on on my phone. So how would but how would we create that? We'd have to like dig a lake, and then make a beach around it. Well, I in think the middle have of to London. Leave London. Oh, I thought you wanted one to come to you. Um, Why well, do we have to leave? Let's bring it to us. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you could do that, couldn't you? You could sort of put a load of sand on the Thames, but I don't want everybody in on it either. <laughs> so I don't want all of London going to it. So private beach. Yes, in a in an undisclosed location <laughs> that I might possibly text the coordinates to to the people that I wanted to be there. Can I come to the? Beach? Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe some lucky listeners. You know. <laughs> Get in touch on Twitter. <laughs> and we've got lots of love happening for the for the frog question that I've tweeted out. But first of all, yes. it's time for the quick fire round. Right. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously, Frog? What, like being shot at in a sort well, of... Well, any. <laughs> things um, flying at your head. Yes. Oh, well, if you do live comedy, you get plenty of things thrown at you. No, I'm ready. I like quick fire. Okay, I'm going to do intense eyes at you. So I just have to answer whatever you yeah, say. Yeah, I'll give you two options, A or B, and you just say as quick as you can which option you're going for. Okay, not, not that much pressure. Then. So there's loads of pressure. <laughs> Frogstone, it's time for your quick fire round. The quick fire round. City or country? City. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Bus or train? Train. Oxford or Cambridge? Uh, Cambridge. Cats or dogs? Cats. Frogs or toads? Frogs. Writing or acting? Oh, acting. Acting or comedy? Acting. History or geography? History. Extras or Derek? Extras. Books or movies? Books. TV or radio? TV. Adventures or cautious? Cautious. You passed. (laughs) (laughs) To begin with, you were like so relaxed and then you got into it. I know, but I also, because I think I told a few lies there. Did you? Well, obviously we know you chose history over geography. Why is that? History was my subject. Okay. Uh, in life, as well as academically. As well as in Bucket. Yes, yeah. With your TV show. <laughs> yes. What did you lie about? Ooh, um, well, I think I said... No, some of the things true. I said coffee, which is true. I do prefer it, but I've sort of been giving it up and drinking tea. So oh. I sort of felt like a liar. Um, and it was very difficult with acting, writing, acting comedy. Because it's like all of them, any of them... <laughs> <laughs> Just employ me. Whatever people pay me to do. Um, well, we've got a couple more questions. You've got a bit more time with these. Oh. What's your biggest guilty pleasure? Oh, um, I, I think it probably is um, lying semi-nude on the shall I go on no just on the sofa watching endless crap on telly and using the cat to stroke my own feet which she does do the cat strokes your feet I can sort of rub my feet near her and she'll sort of think she's being tickled but it has a nice effect so she rubs up against your feet nice I know but gross if anybody walked in how semi-nude like underwear or just pants oh my god yeah always (laughs) <laughs> well, no, not always. I'm not a never nude. But, you know, when you're sort of wearing... I have... <laughs> I'm just telling you. I have a very um, funny pair of, sort of velour shorts that, you know, when it's really, really Lovely. hot. And they're blue with a darker blue trim. And I have... I don't know even why I had it to go to the gym, like I ever would. Yellow polo shirt thing. And that is a sort of lounging around in the heat outfit, which I also sometimes feel makes me look like I'm, you know, a counsellor at history camp. 
like I'm in a weird a uniform. Beautiful little hot pants. Well, yeah, it's sort of them. almost sort of Heidi High style. I mean, don't picture this at home because it it's a foul great. It sounds vision. great. Any secret habits or talents? Secret habits? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, a gross one is that I can and do bite my toenails <gasps> because I'm very flexible, so I can get that leg right up Why there. Why don't you just cut them? No, because it's more satisfying. Is it? But aren't they quite tough to bite through? Well, again, that's why it's a challenge. Oh, my. Achievable goals. Oh, that's made me go all funny. Is that a talent? No. (laughs) It's the secret. And my other thing is, I started playing the ukulele before everybody else did. Because I'm from Preston, I had a ukulele back in the 90s. Thank you very much. So you won the ukulele? Well, I lost. (laughs) But I did it first. And very quickly, what makes you angry? Oh, God, everything. I have a very short fuse. I'm angry now, (laughs) just at that question. Because I didn't give you enough time to answer. I'm sorry. Baines plus one. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and Frogstone. Hello, again. <laughs> again. <laughs> um, people are loving our frog Twitter poll because I have asked the people of Twitter mm. who their favourite frog is. Second to you, of course, as you are our special guest. So we've gone for uh, Toad from Wind in the Willows, who isn't Who's obviously officially a, a frog. Yeah, uh, Kermit the Frog yeah. and Crazy Frog from Axel F. What about who would Robin? you choose? Robin. Yeah, who knows who Robin is? I hope I've got his name right. Robin is Kermit's nephew. Oh. Wow, that is... He was like a mini Kermit. Intense Muppet knowledge. Well, it's frog knowledge. Someone has suggested Alberto Frog from Bod. Do you know Uh, that one? Yeah, no. Should do, shouldn't I? And someone else has written must resist Pepe joke. He's what? Yeah, so we don't know those two, but thank you for interacting with us on social <laughs> media. Um, let me see if I can see currently who's winning. It's Kermit. Yes. By a long way, is winning currently. But obviously, Kermit is great. Mm. But didn't he dump Miss Piggy for a younger model recently? Well, that's what I was saying. I prefer Miss Piggy. Yeah, obviously. So I chose Toad. And I quite like Kermit as Muppet Baby version. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, Robin, I liked, yeah, his nephew. I'm trying to think of other frogs I know. Well, actually, yes, there's frog... From books, there's frog and toad, who are a sort of couple, it turns out. <laughs> Dynamic duo. Well, no, I think they were sort of romantically linked. Oh, wow. Interspecies. What would they same gender. Well, they wouldn't, because they were both boys or men, actually. Oh, right, OK. And I did like them. And then there's frog... In love, that book, and Frog is Frog. It's also another interspecies relationship story because Frog in Love falls in love with a white duck. It's a great book if you've got children or time on your hands. Great. (laughs) Check it out. Well, I like the frog that we have in the studio, Frogstone. And it's time for your interview proper. Right. I'm sitting up straight. Yeah, please do. So putting my clothes back on. You went to quite a good university. Yeah didn't you? And it features in your new TV show. Yes. So you're referring to the University of Cambridge? The Cambridge. Yes, yes. I did. I Oxbridge. did. Oxbridge. So is that where everything kind of started for you performing-wise? Um, 
Yes and no. So I went to a very ordinary comprehensive school and we didn't have drama teachers. I mean, mm-hmm. we did have an art teacher who hit the bottle and hated every minute of sort of running a drama class. Wonderful. Um, but we didn't have drama teachers. But I did want to do those things all the time. So my friend and I wrote the original Jukebox musical, which was a nativity set to Beatles music (laughs) called Here Comes the Sun, S-O-N. Very clever. And Angels in the Sky with Halos, Ash, rather than LSD. Get by with a little help from the stars. Etc. We had one <laughs> night only, and I played God, and it was brilliant. You played God. <laughs> Someone had to, and You're I had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I did a rap as well. Isn't that embarrassing? As but it God. was, yeah, wow. sort of ninety-three. Anyway, and I did go to a local Amdram drama club in a church hall where we did Bugsy Malone and we, Joseph and stuff like that. So, I guess. Not very officially doing things, but, do, you know, in a normal, local, northern kids' way. But then when I went to university, yes, of course. I was like, I'm going to do Footlights and I want to do shows. And I did loads and loads and loads of them and made lots of friends. And I did some comedy stuff. I did some lots of Shakespeare outside because it's very beautiful. Um, and I did some serious things. And some When you were in Footlights, though, did you feel... Because obviously there's the weight of... So many famous people have come from Footlights. Did you feel like, oh gosh, I have a lot to live up to, or did you feel like I'm going to make it now because I've been in Footlights? Neither, because like it wasn't. I was having just watched Pitch Perfect. You know how when they have clubs in American colleges, you have a sort of house and you're all in a sorority club. It's not like that at all. There's like a dingy basement where there is a committee, and like any other student uni. club you can audition and you can join so that's how I got into it and I did a a few of the reviews and a few of the smokers which were sketch nights because there's loads of places to do plays but there is a theatre and they would have a main show and a late show and so the late show at 11 o'clock would always be an hour long sort of funny comedy thing and that's when the smokers would be so I did quite a few of those and then I directed like, the annual panto that Footlights does, and I did. So it was a good place for you to kind of explore your comedy. And yeah, I mean, people say you get your chops. rubbish stuff out of your system at university, and that is probably true. I'm not sure it's out of my system, but there was some stuff that was brilliant and some that wasn't. I never did the big touring shows. I was doing other stuff at Edinburgh. It was a bit more serious, actually, doing like really brilliant, serious thriller that was improvised. Ooh, really dramatic. But there isn't a sense of you've made it now. No. But who were your peers? Did you perform at that time or get to know anyone that is in the industry now? Yes. So when I was there, the people above, a couple, three years older than me, is John Oliver and um, Richard Awardy, Mm -hmm. who people may have heard of. Mm -hmm. They were there. And um, John Finnamore, lots of radio people will know him. Yes, radio four. He's my age, exactly. Um... But do you know what, actually, lots of people do it who never go into professional acting very wisely, <laughs> decide to go and get a proper job. And I'm not sure you can always tell um, who will be or won't be popular. It takes time. People come into their own at different times, yeah. don't they? I mean, there's, there are people who, like Joe Scanlon, for example... John Scanlon, if you know who yeah. I mean, doing all those things, and no offence and so forth. She did loads, um, Footlights, and then she didn't become a professional performer and actually was an academic. And then 10 or so years later, 
decided that she should follow her yeah follow yeah. her dream we'll find different paths yeah and i think it's, it, it isn't a particularly i think it all depends on if you make friends in your little gang which i did and the people i worked with there i subsequently did stuff in edinburgh and live comedy in mm. in london and all of that kind of stuff too so but they're also my friends but then there were also people year above and year below who took it really seriously but i don't think that's what they do anymore i know somebody who was in a show with us is some multi-millionaire tycoon having sold a business for millions and you're like well should have kept in touch with them well um yeah but he wasn't funny actually so there we go <laughs> so there we go so he made all the right choices <laughs> he wasn't funny so he couldn't have gone into comedy he's just no, a billionaire he's just or something. very rich now yeah so anyway so you graduated from cambridge and obviously working as an actor we met in an audition yeah. been doing lots of um parts on on tv shows that i'm sure everyone will recognize and and writing as well because you've written on a number of shows before you wrote bucket that's right which has just been on bbc4 yep um, is it still on iPlayer now? I think the last one or two is because they're on for a month and then they take them off. You know, mm. they, they, 28 days or something like that. And then they bring it back a bit later as the box set or whatever it is that yeah. they decide to do. So the box set should be available soon. Yeah, it should be available soon. I think oh, you yeah. can buy it if you were desperate to see it Glory on iTunes. Do. I think they sell them. But yeah, no, I, I think the last couple are still on there. And um, so what was it like writing your own series, having written sort of episodes on other TV shows and things for other people? Well, I'd always written for myself anyway with live stuff and Edinburgh shows, yeah. as you know. And I had written other things, telly things, that had got up to a read-through stage or, you know, not, not made it to screen. So it wasn't a new experience in that respect. Mm. Um, but this was the one that, that got through. And in some elements of it, it's easier because you know you'll be selling the joke your way. So you know that you can make it work mm -hmm. or not. Like when you're performing live, well, you know, you can play around and see it. But on some ways, it's much, much harder because, of course, you are massively worried about writing for everybody else and the big names in the show mm. that certainly in various drafts, I completely neglected Fran, the character that I played. And I think if you if you plotted like Fran's existence over some draft, you'll see that she's sort of in it, then she completely disappears and is <laughs> quiet, and then you know comes back to the one that we know and see, because I don't write for me as an actor. I always write the characters, and I think I am aware, certainly now after years of acting, that there are things that I'll, I'm great at. Mm. and things that I'm really not, and somebody else would be much better at being that sort of character. So I don't just think, oh, give me all the lines and all the jokes. Well, that's very nice, because lots of people do think that. <laughs> yeah, I think that does happen a lot, but um, it's, all, it's always about the characters, really. Mm. And obviously, Miriam Margulies yeah. is uh, stars alongside you. Did you write the part for her? Yes, pretty much. So Because it is very her... Yeah, I think it's a version of her that people think is her, mm. but it's all scripted. Yeah, which is yeah. always interesting. People saying, "Wow, did Miriam make it up?" I'm like, no, <laughs> I wrote it all, <laughs> which I did. Um, no, I had had an idea originally about, about doing something with me and Miriam, and that I would play the young Miriam, mm. um, and from that turned into a telly idea, and from that turned into Bucket, um, because 
the bucket list idea of somebody, a parent dying, reflected what was happening in my life at the time. Didn't do a bucket list, but my father died, and he died very quickly, and there was no time to do such a thing. So there was an element of, not catharsis, but exploring what it would be like mm. to go on a journey with a difficult parent under the shadow of death so that time was finite, so that they would be trapped. Because I think so many programmes, it suddenly becomes over-sentimental or nice. And the reality is, when you're faced with difficult things like death, you often behave really badly because you're emotional. So there's lots of screaming mm. and acting out and being weird, both being children, both trying to be the adult in that situation. And so that was the idea that I wanted to explore. And I knew the character I wanted Mim to play, and I wrote it for her voice. Mm, yeah. But I didn't think about the real Miriam so much, obviously, because the real Miriam doesn't have a child, which is quite a major difference. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to explore what it would be like for a character like that to have a child and what yeah. that child would turn out Well, because like. it's definitely, uh, from watching it and being in love... And it, being in it. Um, it's, there's definitely... She's a very clear character that is kind of quite separate from who we know as Miriam, but there is still the flavour of Miriam there with the sort yeah. of some of the jokes. Yeah, and I all the farting nice. was, you yeah. know, real. Oh, was that not <laughs> scripted? Well, actually, some of it was scripted, but, you know, there was plenty that wasn't. She just brought her own... She moment. brought a little something to the character, <laughs> yeah. Wind. And we had to write in some important things, like the food. Because she actually, just wanted to eat. I had a really nice lunch with Miriam last week. We went out for lunch together, post-show and all of this. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, a, we, had a really, we had a great time. It was really lovely, actually. Oh, great. And she said that people have been coming up to her in the street and saying that they really enjoyed it. Um, but, yes, she does enjoy her food, was the point she of that story. She loves her food. Baines Plus One. It is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio and the brilliant Frog Stone. Hi again. I'm going to say that every time. Oh, yeah. Should <laughs> I do a different intro next time just to Surprise freak you me. out? Surprise me, mix me up. Um, we are on Facebook Live. Yay. <gasps> we remember to do it this time. Um, so you can watch us and see what we look like and see the studio. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. Now, Frog. Yes. It is time for the Baines Plus One game. Brilliant. So the plus one game is I will give you a series of sort of events. Right. And you have to choose who your plus one would be. Oh, good. So they can be anyone, obviously, real life, friends, family, any celebrities, anyone who's dead and passed on, historical, fictional figures, anyone you like, awesome. basically. So you need to tell me why you'd bring them along. Yes, okay. So first of all, who would you bring to your first performance with Footlights? So who did you bring first? Nobody, just I think my mates were there, okay. my, my mates from college. If you could go back, who would you bring as your plus one to come and see you perform? I'm trying to remember what, how good or bad my very <laughs> first sketch was, but let's assume it was brilliant. Yeah, And I would bring Tina Fey to watch it. Yes. Yeah? Obviously. Why? So you'd get a part in her Yeah, because she'd go, wow, you quirky, brilliant British youth, because I would have been 18. Yeah. Um, I'm now going to set you up with a, you know, I've just had the idea that of a, a sort of internship with me that would be really well paid. Yes. The minute you graduate, don't go and work in call centres and menial jobs and have to sort of, you know, scrounge around teaching and tutoring. Come to New York and work with me on Saturday Night Live. That's that. That sounds great. If I was good. <laughs> 
Or poor Tina Fey would just be in a room like, why am confused. I Why have I been transported <laughs> to this really skanky rat hole basement? No, she'd be like, Cambridge University, yeah. Who would you bring to the launch of an international space station? Who would you plus one be? Who would I plus be to an international space station? Mm. Bit sciencey. Si- I'd take you. Would you? Yeah, because Thanks. you know all about science. And I'd be really excited to be at the launch. Exactly, and I'm just not that bothered. So it would be, <laughs> you could get all the pleasure and then you could tell me why it was so good. But I would have space sort of ice cream, you know, all that stuff that the Science Museum used to sell. Yes. That seemed glamorous and exciting. It's like frozen. Like space food. Yeah. In tubes. Yeah, and like little pills. Oh, thanks for bringing me. Yeah, no, my pleasure. So nice. You're very welcome. Who would you bring as your plus one to the night you win a BAFTA? Well, I would bring my dearly beloved, obviously. Would you? Yeah. And why? Just for the support? Well, would you, would yes, you reference... because it would all be thanks to her anyway, wouldn't it? Would you reference her in a speech? I and would, then she'd I would do say... the little tear moment? Yes. Um, I would say, Cicely Giddings, you have put up with all of my short fuses, <laughs> the many of them that I am filled with, yeah. for this glorious moment. And uh, we would both be on our Zimmer frames going down because it will take that long. <laughs> and it will be like the, you know, the last sort of gasp of, uh, from our oxygen tanks to make it to the party. Lovely. And we'll go, finally, I told you. So Just that's with the carer wheeling your oxygen chunks behind you. It'd be yeah. really romantic. Is that okay to have carers? Are they included in the plus one? Yeah. Or is it, are we going out? If you're on oxygen and a Zimmer frame, I wouldn't let you go Or alone. is this literally our last hurrah? Because <laughs> it's a choice between staying in the old people's home, if or they going exist to the there, or going to the BAFTAs. And I've dragged her out of her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, sorry if you're listening. No, that sounds lovely. <laughs> Who would you bring as your plus one to meet Miriam Margulies? Well, I <laughs> would be interested in bringing um, an actress from the past who she's mentioned to me a few times. Um, I'd be very intrigued to see... Um, I'm not going to say the name... But I'd be interesting to see the sparks fly. Oh, so someone maybe a bit of frisson before. Well, I'm not sure it'd be a frisson of the sexual nature. So you'd bring a plus one to basically have a cat fight so you could watch. (laughs) And would it be televised, like first dates? I think it First would be fights. like this now. Somebody would be standing with a phone watching at me. I'd be with On the phone Facebook watching. Live. Oh, my God, what a brilliant TV show. It's like First Dates, yeah. First Hates. Yes. And so you bring on the people that you've heard, like, if I, never, if I ever see you again, why yeah. I order? And so they're chatting at the bar going, well, I don't know who I'm going to meet. And then it turns out to be their mortal enemy. And I'm the host. I think that is it. kind of already a TV show called Jeremy Kyle. Right, yeah, but celebrity version. Oh, oh. With people who've wronged you in the past. Like, yes. sort of, you know, this is your life sort of opposite. Like, <laughs> oh, there was this person who said you were crap and you'd never go anywhere, called you an amateur, and you bring them out. Wow, I love it. Can I do the behind the scenes? Yes. Celebrity goss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the sort of first hates extra. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I hope people are listening because this is, this is a brilliant show. I mean, TV producers watch my Facebook Live constantly. Brilliant. It's like, um, yeah. So I think we're definitely going to get commissioned for this ASAP. Well, Surprise, Surprise was a very big hit yeah. back in the day with Scylla. So I'm taking on that role. 
but it's a nasty surprise. That's yeah. the other possible title. Which is so 2017. Yeah. Nasty surprise surprise. Baines Plus One. It is Baines Plus One on Hoxter Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and... Frogstone. <laughs> there you go. I told you I'd do a different intro. I know, I liked it. Surprise you. It's very forthright. Um, now, Bucket. So we talked a bit about your past and your kind of writing and acting and yeah. footlights. Um, but we haven't talked very much about Bucket, your TV show with you and Miriam and the Bucket List. And, yeah. And the sort of amazing reaction it's had. Yeah, it's been super lovely. It's I get messages... Every single day since it's been on. Nice ones, I might add. I have had one nasty message from a very tragic person oh. um, who works on the trains, I believe, um, and, and doesn't have a personality. But aside from that, right. no, I've had really lovely messages, and I've actually even had letters written to me, handwritten letters, not just sort of um, cut out from a newspaper. Uh, no, <laughs> saying lovely things. So for a BBC4 show that is new and is small, and mm. we made it in sub-zero temperatures in a you know, relatively small budget and a very short schedule, getting it all done, I feel like it was the quickest TV programme ever made. It's had a phenomenal response, and that's just been brilliant. And uh, lovely reviews, which is always nice, but yeah. the thing about comedy is, if you like it, it is good to you. If you don't like it, you will. it's bad to you because yeah. it doesn't do the job that comedy does. But it's like music, it's taste, isn't it? Um, and indeed, like taste, everybody has a different one. Um, that said, I'm just really thrilled that it seems to have appealed to lots of different people. Yeah. Um, so we've had lovely newspaper reviews from the people who think they know what they're talking about. So they, you know, <laughs> that's their job. And then people who don't work in telly at all. Um, and in Ireland, I think it's been quite popular. People in oh, Scotland. I'm half and Irish. And so here's the other thing. Mexico and Spain. Whoa. There are fans of Buckets who have got in touch from Spain and <gasps> Mexico. Have they dubbed our voices? That would be my dream. Oh, I know. I think it's subtitled. So they get to appreciate really that there'll be people... Want to be dubbed. There Spanish will be people accent. learning English based on wow. your part Miranda <laughs> and they will know you know that oh no in England they never smile <laughs> and so <laughs> that's how they'll be learning they, to do they do little rude faces yeah it's because it's almost our little exchange in Bucket for those who haven't seen it in episode one check out uh, Fran and her mother Mim which is me and Miriam Margulies are beginning a bucket list because Mim is dying and the first stop is at Mini World which is a horrible, nasty uh, theme park Aww. of sorts that Fran had wanted to go to 20, you know, five years earlier and Mim is finally making it up to her. And there is a very dour sourpuss on reception called Miranda played by Samantha Baines. Nice. And I think that should be used, that extract should be used in a textbook or for like GCSE higher <laughs> listening. But the other way around, whatever they do in Spain for the back. Or back just back. like customer service in shops. Yeah, they could like, show that. What do you think she's done wrong here? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Yes. I was quite pleased by the end of it, though, when you said about mini golf or whatever, you know. I think it was nice. Yeah. What, what? In, in you know, the... when you handed me the thing yeah. and I sort of perked up ever so slightly after the horrible... Well, I'm not going to give train. away the, the mini train. I'm not going to give away all that's revealed no. because you need to watch the show. Mm. Um, I do get to wear something nice and I vape. Exactly. But um, <laughs> no, so it's been brilliant. Uh, people have liked it and people have watched it with their mums and people of different ages have watched it. I know some people have said, oh, my son 
watched it and thought it was really funny and obviously some of it went over his head. Yes, <laughs> good. Yeah, but um, so, yeah, fab. I'm very happy. It's It's been amazing. I mean, and the the response on social media just when the episodes have been aired has been so nice and I was saying people have even got in touch with me yeah um, to say that my little bit was as nice so it's, it's so brilliant to see um, but we want to know what's happening next for you but after a little song okay Baines plus one that was Blondie Maria on Hoxton Radio, and I'm here with two brunettes, two yeah. brunettes. We are. <laughs> Frog Stone is yeah. my special guest. And me, Samantha Baines on Baines Plus One. Now, Frog, you have written me a poem. Well, I did. This you said... True. Um, I'm so excited. Well, I didn't have a lot of time, but I was inspired by my journey here. Okay. And it was about um, British summertime, which is famous for what I think is it is one king said, Oh, there's two fine days and a storm. And typically, uh, British weather, British summer is associated with uh, rain, isn't it? And drizzle. Yeah. So but it's actually been really nice. It's glorious. Well, let me do, let me put on the poem music oh, before okay. we hear your poem. I'm very excited. Here we go. It's, it's poem of the week. Poem of the week on Baines Plus One. Frog Stone, poem of the week. Okay. A British summer in London means lots of tube sweat. So though it's not raining, you're still getting wet. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Poem of the week. Yay. So good. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed that. Good. That was me. I was very sweaty this Well, morning. disgusting on the tube. And I was on the overground as well, which is meant to be less skanky, but it's full oh, skank. The tube was really hot. It's and fun. also when you're, like, carrying a bag and you're walking around. Yeah. And, yeah, too hot. Anyway, my... Uh, thank you very much for that. That was great. Yeah. My poem this week is about Towel Day, because it's the 25th of May. It's Towel Day to celebrate Douglas Adams, the writer of Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy. So I'm doing a gig later in Waterstones, uh, where comedy Ooh, gig where lots you. of comedians celebrate. Literary. Yeah. Um, and like I'll be reading Vogon poetry. But uh, I have written a poem for Towel Day, so here it is. Today, that's the 25th of May, is officially known as Towel Day. No, put those sanitary items away. So pay attention, strags and hitchhikers alike, because strags are just people who dream of hitching a hike. You know the things you, you use to mop up sweat or that you'd carry a dead cat in to the vet? Sometimes you can lie on the beaches of Centragonus V and imagine all the stars you, you'd see, sleeping under your towel on cacrafoon. So a towel is massively useful, more so than a spoon. Although you may become a spoon when using the improbability drive. Don't we all wish that blue whale was still alive? But spoons and whales cannot compare to that thing you use to dry your hair. As Adam's worshippers go, if you are devout, you will ensure you're never without. And sometimes needs must, and you need to keep it small. And surely, any towel is better than no towel at all. That's my poem of the week. That's wonderful. Thanks. I'm going to read it at the event tonight and then get out a sanitary towel. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's wonderful, but it's actually, it struck a, a, a chord with me or a nerve because <gasps> I recently invested, or so I thought, in luxury towels. Yes. And it was the worst 
pair of towels that anybody's ever bought because all the fluff comes off. It's like blue everywhere. I've boiled them. I've done everything you're meant to do, pre-wash, pre-boil. And it's still coming off. Everywhere. So in the bathroom is a sort of carpet of blue (laughs) and all over me is a sort of blue fluff sheen. Well. Well, I've had to know what I'm going to do with them. You'd be great for hitchhiking in space. Well, I wouldn't take that towel. I mean, I might... No, I wouldn't even... The fluff could be useful. I wouldn't even wrap a dead animal in it. I wouldn't... It would be so undignified. Well, I bought some luxury cotton towels in Mm. the sale, and it was the best thing I've ever done. What colour were they? Grey. And no grey fluff? Well, there was initially, but then we just washed them, and now there's none. I mean, we have. We've washed them several times. On a high heat? Everything. If you have any towel tips, please... Yeah, please. ...tweet the show. That's the month of bones. Um, now, you're still with us, and I want to find out what's happening next. In my you, life. Frogstone. Yeah, what's going on after all this success with Bucket on BBC4? What, what have you got going on? What can, we, what can you tell us about? Well, yes, that's the thing. There's some yeah. things I can't tell you about. So you can just imagine okay. uh, the brilliance. But what have I got going on? Well, well. I um, have got another script that I'm developing with the BBC <gasps> which exciting. is an ensemble show rather than a two-hander in many mm-hmm. ways as Bucket was that's quite early days um, but it's going well I also work on a CBBC show called the four o'clock club yes. which was on recently the past series so I'm doing another one of those which is also I mean that's a big ensemble show too as it, you're writing on it I am writing it I was in it last year very briefly but I wrote it too. Um, this one I'm not in because I, <laughs> I can't find a way for that particular flash mob organiser to come back to the school. <laughs> but uh, no, so um, I'm doing that. And then you will hear me soon on a couple of episodes of the Radio 4 panel sort of quiz show called Quote Unquote, oh, which lovely. has been going since the 70s. Yeah. And um, they've run out of people to ask. <laughs> so no, they I've got had to you on because you're very good. Yeah, no, so I'll be doing that. That's sort of next week, I think. And then I have some... Well, one thing related to Bucket, the first series, is that some people over the pond have, have read and liked it. So I might be dipping a toe Ooh. over there. And Trump land. Well, yeah. Unless he's impeached. <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed. But then it'll be Pensland, and that is possibly even worse. Is it worse? Mm. I don't know if it's worse. I think it's just level bad. Have you seen um, that show, Designated Survivor? Yes, I love it. Right, well, you need to arrange for the Designated Survivor to be somebody worth surviving. Yes. And then everybody going on a holiday, not advocating something horrible. Okay, I was going to say, let's not kill people. Of course not. They Um, just all go on holiday. They can all be impeached, actually. (laughs) Sort of like a group impeachment. And there's a dedicated survivor from that. Well, I imagine when you keep saying impeached, it's just loads of peaches. peaches. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like just surrounded. And somebody somebody text in and tell us what the genesis of that word even is. Yeah. Does it come from peaches? I don't know. And now I have to ask you this because so many people have been tweeting about it. Will there be series two of Bucket? Do you know? Well, I don't know. I can't answer that question as yet. So currently, Fran and Mim are sort of stranded on the M3 somewhere, having had a horrible family revelation. because it was left very cliffhanger-y. Oh, it is. And I know what happens next. Um, And the next quest, and I even... It's been discussed who would be that extra character. 
And when they would come into it... What, your dad? The dad character. Oh, my. And we're talking big names. Well, we're so ready for series two. I mean, yeah, do we need to keep tweeting the BBC? I think like, we need to on. keep doing that, definitely. <laughs> and if you really, really get everybody behind you, Sam, then I think we'll have to sort of pop back to Mini World. I was going to say, can we work in a little I think maybe we left world. a towel or no. I think Mim stole a towel. And we need to take it back because Fran's so guilty. And that way I will get rid of my crappy towels. That's what we do. Um, so or I've left Mini World and gone to work abroad because I was so unhappy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I'd get everybody back. Everybody was brilliant. I actually, I really would. Um, so, but, so we need to start a Twitter campaign. Well, the thing is, in, in real terms, there are scheduling issues with actors. Yes. And yeah. So things... Nothing can be decided yet anyway. Yeah. But I must say, I do get people asking me all the time, and we had uh, mainstream press um, and the Evening Standard and the Metro, but also the Times and the Radio Times all saying, Series 2, Series 2. So fingers crossed. So wouldn't it be lovely? Yeah. I hope you're listening, guys. Well, Frogstone, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been brilliant, actually. We've had a nice time, haven't we? Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'd prefer them to go to the official pages. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Frogstone UK at Twitter. Um, that's it, I think. Or if you want to check out my work, mm. you can find my photos and my showreel at my agents. I'm with United Agents, and that's the page where you'll find details about upcoming stuff. Mm. It's always announced there first. And we think that you can watch a couple of episodes of Bucket, but the box set should be out on iPlayer soon. So keep yeah. your eyes peeled for that. And Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter, and we'll t- tell you when it's exactly. out. Exactly. Um, Frogstone, thank you so much. Don't forget to vote for us in the TV Choice Awards. Yeah. Oh, yes. Do do that. Do I get an invite? To the <laughs> when I was in the crowd and they were nominated for all the best show at the BAFTAs, I was like, maybe. Yeah. No, didn't get an invite. Well, let's... Can I be your plus one? <laughs> hey, there you go. You should have asked that one. If we make your it to the final. so annoyed. <laughs> well, yeah. But yes, possibly, because this is something that could actually happen within our lifetime as I opposed know. to like on our deathbed. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, the TV Choice Awards, Best Comedy. Vote for Bucket. Vote. Why not? Vote for Bucket. It's a little, you know, some really mainstream ones are on there. Why not have something new and fun that everyone loved? You I and agree. Miriam I mean, are you winning. Can't really compete with Modern Family, that no. thing's on there. Exactly. So this would be a nice... So don't vote for them. They're American. They're rich enough. This is the left field option. Yeah, vote for something new. Vote for women. Vote for women. Yeah, women died for you to have that vote. Votes for women. Anyway, Frogstone, thank you very much. I'll be back after this. Baines Plus One. The global news on Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. It is time for the alternative news on Baines Plus One. First up, first stop, the club. I kid you not, just a troll in the park for Barry Owl. Those are the headlines. First stop, the club, it's part of the human condition to leave things to the last minute. We know this. We've all had three months to finish projects, but ended up pulling all-nighters a couple of days before the submission date. But student Lawrence Kemp has mastered it with his final hour of work on his essay. He was pictured trying to finish his 2,000-word business management essay at a nightclub. 
He started writing the essay a few days before its due date, but was several hundred words short with just hours to spare. He went to his room to finish it off, but his friends tempted him to join them for pre-drinks and then for drinks and then to go to a club. But rather than forgetting all about it until the morning, he decided to take his laptop to the nightclub and that's where he finished his work. Although there was a moment when he also got almost got kicked out because a bouncer thought he was watching porn. All that last minute work has paid off and he got a first for the effort. Can you believe that? He must be a slight genius to manage to finish writing an essay in a nightclub on a lot of drinks and still get a first. Or maybe it just helped him because it kind of loosened up his brain and all the synapses made new connections. Maybe we should all finish projects on a lot of alcohol. Or uh, maybe you should go the whole way through your university degree. No, I don't think you should, I think, in this case. But hilarious. Finished it in a nightclub. Imagine if you were out dancing and just saw a guy in the corner on his laptop. You would worry, wouldn't you? I can see why the bouncers nearly kicked him out. But So well done, Lawrence, but maybe plan a little bit better next time. I kid you not, a baby goat has been born with one eye and it's been hailed a miracle. Some villagers believe that the goat, which was born in Assam in India, is sacred and have began to worship it after it was born a week ago. Vex predicted that the goat, which also has only one ear, would die within a few days, but so far it's defied the odds. People have been visiting the village to see the kid, which suffers from a condition seen in other animals, including horses, pigs, cows and cats. The condition which causes the defect is called cyclopia. Like cyclops. And of course, when the two hemispheres of the brain do not separate, this leads to the formation of a single central cavity with one eye. Wow, so it's it is like it's like Cyclops go. It's like something from like X-Men or a Greek tragedy. It's got no eyelashes or eyelids and not a real nose, apparently. The owner says, I was shocked, it's like a miracle, and people have been coming to our place to see the baby goat. It's my responsibility to take care of the baby goat, and I've been feeding him like a normal goat. It might be something from God that the baby goat was born in our house. I mean, I love that it's being cared for and treated like a normal goat and given lots of love. That's really nice. Um, yeah, Cyclops goat. I think he's going to have his own TV show soon. That'd be, I'd watch that. Like Lassie, but um, yeah, with a bit of Greek tragedy thrown in and lots of sort of goat noises. Like maybe, maybe he's only got one eye because he has a third eye or like a third sense for danger. I can see it happening. God, we've come up with so many great new TV shows in this show. <laughs> I hope some producers are listening. Frogstone earlier came up with um, First Hates, which is a spin on First Dates where you put people together with the people they hate and see what happens. And now we've come up with this uh, goat cyclops show. And finally, the last story today, just a troll in the park for Barry Owl. This is, uh, well, if you work for a company's customer services Twitter account, you'll want to run a mile if you notice Barry Owl in your mentions. He's an absolute block magnet who spends his time dreaming up creative and quite disgusting scenarios and coaxing customer service reps into conversation. Barry mercilessly trolls companies and if they don't end up blocking him first... Some of the conversations are very bizarre. Uh, take this thread involving Costa Coffee. Barry compares his liquidy blow-offs, farts, 
to an explosion in a Marmite factory that ended up in the cashier's hair. But Costa on Twitter just responded with peppy messages like, ooh, sounds sticky, and what a nightmare. He seems to go on people's accounts and talks about farting in their shop. And and he's done it with Marks and Spencers and Southeastern Railway, and they've now blocked him. So uh, if you see Barry Al tweeting anytime soon, it's probably going to be weird messages to customer services. I mean, fairly entertaining, but why? We don't know his motives. Maybe he's lactose intolerant like me, and he's just trying to raise awareness of our plight. We don't know. We don't know. Anyway, that's the alternative news for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you so much also to my brilliant guest, Frogstone. You can watch her show, Bucket, on iPlayer. The box set should be out very shortly. Uh, don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. And we did a little Facebook Live of the show earlier as well. So head over to Facebook, just search Samantha Baines. Baines plus one. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and the podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. Don't forget you can follow me on social medias at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines on Facebook. Please subscribe and leave us a nice review.